Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. What's good, y'all? It's DJ Damage. All right, so listen. Now, you know all the fans that got this alert. I already know you're on here. You ain't coming here to see me. You're coming here to see the mother of black Hollywood. Yes. Um, Miss Jennifer Lewis, Woo. I said to this to you right before we got started, and I have to say it again, um, all the people who support Hollywood Unlocked and people that probably don't even support us but found the interview, found mm -hmm. what you shared during that last conversation to be so special. It touched so many people. Um, your story has healed so many people who have had abuse or who have felt neglected or felt taken advantage of. And then just to be able to rise out of it all um, and not only put it in your book, but to emulate it in real life on this show, it really touched a lot of people. It touched me, as you know, I went and wrote my first book after I read your book and after our interview, because you told us at the end, go tell your story. So I had to get off my ass because I already know if you would have came back and I didn't have no book, you would let me have it. So <laughs> Um, but you're you're such an inspiration and you're such a jewel. And I just have to say, like, uh, I am privileged to have the show, but more so to talk to people like you. You inspire me and you've inspired a lot of our people and they love you. They they say you're our number within our number two best show we've ever done. So who the fuck was the first one? <laughs> but you but see, that, that's what I'm saying to me. You, I you, hope it was uh, like Michelle Obama. <laughs> To to me, you're number one. You're probably number one to them too. But you know, I had to say number one and two because there's other people that's gonna call and say, "Motherfucker, oh, that's, that's true. Well, give them my number, <laughs> <laughs> and that will let them know that they are, in fact, number two. <laughs> Where's that? I'm so I'm so grateful that you're back. I love the fro. That's a pretty bitch right there, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous. You know, so what have you been I, up to? I let, her, I let her walk out on Angela Davis's birthday when I was in the, I think, a 10th grade. I've always loved this crown. I used to get them silly ass uh, relaxers and burn my scalp. I was pretty with that slick back hair because I got one of those Egyptian shaped heads. And um, I got a, a, a bad rotator cuff. So I had to have surgery on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't comb my hair, so I cut it off. Well, here come my little baby naps. I hadn't seen them in years. <laughs> my naps, my antennas to God. <laughs> Black people, are you aware? Hello. These, what does an antenna look like? It's a little twirl, isn't it? Yeah. This is an antenna, your communication to the cosmos. And we fry it and lay it back and stop that flow. Wake up, children. I love myself. Woo. Listen, I've been recently listening to, ironically, India Ari's I'm Not My Hair. And she talks mm. about, you know, like, you know, I'm much more than my hair and my skin tone. And it's so real, like in the times we're living now. And I think about you because you've been talking about being registered to vote before it became the oh, cool yeah, thing to do yeah, in yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Don't, I, you, you know what? I could go on so much about what's going on today in this world, it would blow y'all off this screen. The shit I know. Mm. The holes and the caves I have crawled in all over the world and seen it with my own eyes. Having gone on the book tour of the mother of Black Hollywood and gone into the trenches, having a book signing in Detroit, but going on over to Flint. 
I saw that dirty water with my own eyes, ladies and gentlemen. I just got back from Flint. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I saw that dirty water with my own eyes. But not to my surprise. Flint. And why do you listen? I think that uh, we had Amanda Seals on the show. I keep saying this line she used. She said, We're having an eruption of consciousness. People are having an eruption of consciousness. You look at what's happening with Flint. They're doing this make me over challenge or whatever, challenge me beautiful on Instagram. It's like, No, let's do the Breonna Taylor challenge because our issues still are not even important to people. Like, what? Here's the thing everybody's got one job to do living on this amazing planet mm. mm. that is to take care of yourself well-being mm. alignment in your own skin in your own soul you know what i found out during this quarantine what's that i used to think i had five minutes i got one second to live that's what we got to act like. Mm -hmm. We got to act like it's the last second. Who you going to call and tell them you love? What's going to be that last phone call when you're laying up there with COVID and, 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 and you, you, you know you got one more breath left? Who are you going to call? Well, call them now. It's some short shit, y'all. I'm 63, and when I tell you I am in love with life. This this didn't this lockdown put a, a a fire in my ass. An urgency. This is urgent. Our people are dying. This shit is this is immediate. Attention must be paid. Not only to what's going on outside of your house, but what's in the mirror. Who are you going to the march? What G? You got energy to go? You did you eat? And you're gonna be real angry there, angrier than you would have been, and then get yourself in some dumbass trouble. Life is about paying attention to your own steps, to your own choices. We have a choice. I am writing my second book now. I'm starting a chapter. Yes. It's called, it's titled, The Hull. Wait, say it again. It's The Hull. The Hull. The Hull of the mm. shit. The Hull. Down under. So what inspired that? It's just everything that's happening in the times? No, I had started this book a long time ago, right? The July after my last book came out, I started the second one because I knew it was important to tell the world what happened to that girl. 
What happened to that woman that went through all of that abuse and then did all that work? How's she doing? <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. I am still a skippy boat, a skippy go happy motherfucker. <laughs> so this book then oh, is like everybody together. Oh, oh. Gonna... Uh, say it again. A skippy, skippy go happy, go happy motherfucker. motherfucker. Okay. It's a flow to a skippy book. <laughs> Great. So is this second book then a pickup from the first one? Because the first one. Yes, it, it pretty much will be, Jason. Mm. Uh, it, it's what happened to her. What, what happened after she, she became a movie star and a television mm. star and, and healthy and beautiful and world traveled and educated? What happens to a person that took the stairs opposed to the elevator? Now I will tell you, I've heard I've heard a lot of audiobooks since I okay. You gave me your book and signed it, but I then went and got the audiobook because I had after interviewing you, I had to hear if you read it in your voice. <laughs> and you read the fuck out of that book. What that book, I'm telling you right now, I've heard a lot of other audiobooks that are very boring. That book should have won a Grammy. Yeah, you know, I gotta tell you something. This is great news I'm getting ready to tell everybody. <laughs> I was sitting here in quarantine and I got a call out of left field that I have been, uh, that I'm now a member of the 2021 class receiving my star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Congratulations. Well-deserved. That blew me away. So you speak of Emmy, Grammy, Tony, Oscar, those were the four awards I literally prayed for all my life. That was all I wanted. Tony, yep. Grammy, Emmy, uh, Grant, uh, Oscar, EGOT. Well, lo and behold, I got the biggest one. Right. Because very few people are on that Hollywood Walk of Fame that doesn't have one of the big ones. And everybody just thinks I have those awards. I don't. But let me tell you what I do have. I have peace of mind. Hmm. Let me tell you something else I have. I'm generous. Don't ask me for shit. Um, <laughs> you gotta love me. I mean, I, look, I don't want to even use the word happy. Grateful? Let me say this about the pain we carry. It mm -hmm. will never disappear. It will dissipate. If you fill your life with other things. Mm -hmm. You got to go down there and pull the pain out first. You got to pull that shit out from the root. Mm. You got to go out in the garden. You can't snatch a weed. A weed's going to grow back. Got to go down deep and get that pain and then leave it there. Yeah. Leave it there and go about your business. So is, is that ex of yours in this new book? The one that the scammer? Oh, the, the con artist? Oh, yeah. Because... Because the way, you, can I just say the way you told that story? I've seen you tell it since. I'm going to tell everybody from when every anybody that's interviewed Jennifer Lewis after we did, she did not tell the story to you the way she told it on this show. I, whenever I want to laugh, if I have a friend coming from out of town, I put that interview on and I and I go right to when you start telling that story and we laugh. I don't even remember what I said, but the details are going to be in the new book. The working title of the new book is Walking in My Joy. Mm. That's good. Y'all know it's powerful. It's so powerful. 
because what it's talking about is it's take that breath. I was climbing a, 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 a icy hill in Antarctica this past November. And I was a, coming up over to the top of the mountain. I knew when I would go over, I was gonna see my first penguin colony. 400,000 penguins. Mm. Oh my God. But I took a breath before I went to look at it because I knew what I was about to see would be new to my eyes. Mm. Never seen no shit like that before. And I took that breath. I sat down on a, jag on a jagged rock and my whole life went before me. I said, what's a little colored girl doing here? in Antarctica with 400,000 penguins. What she doing here is where she wants to be, bitches. <laughs> That's why she's here. Well, uh, my best friend uh, work with, uh, works with Wanda Sykes. <laughs> and he told her, Jennifer's leaving, leaving for Antarctica in two days. Wanda Sykes replied with one word. I could hear it in her voice too. <laughs> so I made a videotape of her, of these sweet little penguins shooting out of the water, coming up on the, the land. And you know, they walk like this. And there's a chapter in the Mother Black Hollywood titled, Shoulders Back, Titties First. So mm -hmm. think about it. That's how them fucking penguins were walking. Shoulders back. And so I sent her the video and I said, that's why, bitch. <laughs> can't ask no more questions. Now, really quickly, I, I want to thank you. One, because you inspired Jason to go on his book journey. But for me personally, two years ago, I was in a dark depression. And I remember stumbling over one of your interviews and you were talking about feeling your feelings. Yeah. And it sounded so simple, but I feel like in life, we try to mask our feelings. We run away from our feelings. We do things to distract us from our feelings, but to actually lean into those feelings helps so much. And I got that you from watching your yeah. interview. You gotta go, you gotta go somewhere and sit quiet. You gotta go to that place, guys, it's dark. It's a dark place. We were touched as children. Hmm. didn't even have to be a touch. It could have been a glance. <sighs> you got to go deep. I'm sorry. Swim, bitch. <laughs> Something simple you said here on the show, too, that was very difficult, and I didn't think it would be hard to do. You said, have you ever just stared at yourself in the mirror and said, I love you? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Listen, I said, why did she come on this show with this bullshit? Because now, <laughs> yes, that because, exercise. Go ahead, Jason. Because that was the beginning of the journey I had to go on in physically falling mm. back in love with myself, not putting my work and money first, not putting relationships I could build first, not putting the Hollywood hustle first. But literally, I listened to what you said at the beginning of starting the book, which I didn't even understand would be such an emotional journey, having to look at myself in the mirror and say, I love you, knowing that that was the hardest thing to do. And I will also say, every time Tiffany Haddish would FaceTime me, right before she hangs up, she would say, I love you, but I would hang up on her real, I would hang up on her first. 
because I didn't want to receive that because I knew I then had to give it back and I didn't know how to do that. It's in so deep. It's so deep. I, uh, I had been dating this guy for a while and we were coming down the four or five and like a fool, I'd gotten him a job on some gig I was doing. That's the last thing you should do is shit where you eat. <laughs> and we were on our way home and I, I turned to him and I said, don't you know I love you? See what happened to me? Mm. I tell you how he responded. Hmm. He said, Jennifer, I don't even know what that is. Mm. It's okay. I tried to help him because mm -hmm. you know, I was in therapy at the time. Don't ever think you can shrink somebody else. Don't try to shrink your partner. Mm -mm. That shit don't work. Mm -mm. Um, That's deep. I respected him for saying it, but don't hold on too much to people's pain, fascinated by it. Get that shit out of there. Mm -hmm. You go fix your own shit. Don't be standing there all noble and because you don't have two therapy sessions, you think you know some shit. But <laughs> why do you think we do that? Because TD Jakes just posted something that I reposted where he said, stop trying to make the neck bone connect to the leg bone. Stop trying to make <laughs> basically what he was saying without profanity is stop. That's that's that. Yeah, I love that I can cuss. I talked to Maxine Waters the other day. I said, girl, you can't cuss. I can. <laughs> right. You know, so we're, from, we're from the same hometown, Maxine Waters. And oh, yeah. Family. She she just was on the show, too. I love her. And oh, she's I, everything. She's everything. She's she, she's a treasure. But very much like you and like her, you both have been saying shit that has been important that's important today y'all been saying it she's yeah. been saying it you know and and but what td jakes was saying was stop trying to make shit fit stop trying to make relationships fit stop trying to build somebody up if it don't fit it's not for you but i, I go back to the urgency of life yeah do what makes you feel good fool now i'm not gonna lie to y'all a friend of mine had a big birthday last night and i had him come over we sat out by the pool distance uh, we had some red wine. I drank too much. I don't really <laughs> drink a lot, but I drank too much last night because I was actually having a good time. And right. I knew I would. I regret that today because I don't feel as up to go downstairs and wake, work out like I would. Mm -hmm. Now, wasn't nothing wrong with me drinking three glasses of wine while I'm at my own home. But no, it didn't make me feel good. Now, I use something that simple where mm -hmm. other people are doing real heavy shit. It doesn't matter. You cannot measure sin. Mm. You cannot put a thermometer when you turn on the grid. Oh, shit. Don't let me start now. <laughs> and you know it's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's going to hurt. Now, I'm talking red wine, but we know what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about all fuck-ups. Right. Mm -hmm. Come on, people. Why do you feel like us as people, we neglect ourselves? When you talk about wellness and you talk about making yourself feel good, doing what makes you happy, why is it that as people, we just neglect ourselves and our needs? Because we were betrayed in our childhood. Mm. But they didn't know they did it. 
I listened to you this morning, uh, Jason, while I was putting on my makeup. When you talked about your molestation and how you went and told your mother, she didn't believe me. She knew. Yeah. She knew. My mother knew. Mm-hmm. Everybody else's mama knew. And that, and that's why I said in the book, I said she had been molested, so she knew she knew. Thank you. And she, but she not only knew she knew, but she also knew she didn't have the tools or skills to let you know she knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She didn't know how to love you, baby. Yeah. Listen, if you if you if you all are watching the show and you haven't read her book or you haven't uh, listened to the Audible, uh, the Mother Mm -hmm. of Black Hollywood, you really have to listen to it because what will happen is you'll have your own self discovery. You'll you'll read, you know, and the thing I I try to make my book extremely relatable, like you did yours, because then as people are reading, as I read your book, as people have read mine and they've given me the feedback, they read something and it sparks something in them mm-hmm. that they haven't addressed or anger they may have had with their mother. Like you were able to work through yours with your mom. That's I was right. at a later time, but your book is so it's, it's, um it's, it, it, it's not even a book. It's like a, it's a roadmap for me. Like oh, baby, wait for the second one. The second one's going to blow y'all out. Yeah. I'm going to tear y'all up because I'm doing the entire detail story of the con artist mm-hmm. um i'm also because people wouldn't look at you jennifer lewis as strong as you are as influential have you been in all of our lives and think it could happen to you not knowing that they're probably being con too mm. that's what makes me strong mm-hmm. that's what makes us all strong the shit we can live through oh honey i was mad at god i said nigga you send me a con artist me? <laughs> Me? I thought I was your girl. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> and then, because you feel you were hurt, you want to hurt yourself even more. Do you understand? Yeah. That's where you gotta. That's do, where you do, gotta say, Mister Danger up there. <laughs> you understand? You got. That's when you hold the line. I've had two suicidal friends uh, reach out to me during this quarantine time. I literally had to go to one house and put my put my finger down her throat. One o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Now I'm going to tell you what I told her the next day because I stayed over. I said, you listen to me, little girl, and you listen real good. I don't have time for this kind of bullshit. You get me out of my bed. I got four little boys over at my house, half black, half Japanese. But when they go out in the world, they ain't going to be known by the fucking Japanese. They no, they're black men. Yeah, for and sure. They are from eight to 14. I'm trying to give these four boys a start in life so they'll grow up to be good black men. I can't sit up here with your ass with this. Suicide is too easy. And you called the right one because I'll never come up here again. Mm. 
If Ruth Ginsburg can hold on like she's holding on. She's holding on. If Harriet did what she did. If John Lewis did what he did, if Mandela did what he did, and if I did what I did, bitch, which is why you called me, then get up! Now I have to go. <laughs> She's in rehab now. That's good. I sent her to somebody I knew, and she's in rehab, and you know, it's a new day. I love hard. I don't have time, y'all. Go down to the bottom and get the root of it. You know what happened. Hmm. Stop lying to yourself. Oh, that didn't happen. Yes, it did. <laughs> and you knew. My girlfriend, she married a really young guy. The guy ended up molesting her daughter. She let him back in the house where he lived back in the back room, which wasn't back enough. But then came back into my life after many years and tried to tell me the story like, woe is me. I looked at her, I said, honey, you knew. She was like, mm. first person to say that to me. But that's what I feel like is lacking in Hollywood. People don't say to people what they need to hear. And so when you, now you've you've been very public about your uh, battle with uh, battle and and conquering of bipolar disorder. Um, and so you look at Kanye West, who just basically said Harriet Tubman freed the slaves to go work for white people. And all uh, that. I wrote up. I posted Harriet Tubman the, the next day, the one with her face real big and beautiful and black with character and life in her. And I, the caption was. Don't ever <laughs> come for a grown black woman. Don't ever come for one. You will lose. Now, that's not the point. But somebody, somewhere, is going to have to take that baby in their arms and rock him. But that's what I'm saying. That, that's why when I think of you, do you get it with what he's going through? Do you oh, get yeah. it? Do you oh, get yeah. it? Oh, honey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's just get to that. <laughs> Kanye West is critically ill, hmm. suffering profoundly from bipolar disorder. He is completely and utterly out of control. When I see him, when I saw him, oh, God, when I saw that boy crying, you talk. You talked here on the show about the mania that you were going through. That's why I thought yeah, about you. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I had uh, uh, episodes like that daily when I wasn't treated. How do you feel about the criticism of those close to him, like Kim? And you know, every time he has these episodes, people be like, "Who's around him?" His team, like they put a lot of blame on the people in his circle. How do you well, help somebody thing, going through that? Kanye is not going to do anything he doesn't want to do. You want to criticize Kim about some criticize her about something she did, and you don't need to be criticizing that any anyway because he who is without let him cast the first stone. Leave people alone. Stop how it. do you how do you provide assistance for somebody that's going through that? Like, you what can you do? You can't if they want if they won't you can't. Hmm. Now, if he were seventeen, 
You could snatch his ass, take him out to a desert, and you were his parent, and leave him there for five years to get treatment. But you can't do that with an adult. Um, they have to come around, just like any drug. Uh, the mania, the chemical imbalance in the brain is a drug. It is a, um, you know, it's what is it, an elixir? I can't think of the name. Um, oh, fuck it. Anyway, you're fucked up. <laughs> you're fucked up. <laughs> Uh, you're fucked up. Okay. Yeah, you're fucked up. That's it. Yeah, you're fucked up. That's it. So anyway, oh, God damn, I love myself. <laughs> Somebody, can't nobody do nothing with Kanye, baby. Kanye's going to have to do it for himself. Hmm. There's nothing what? anybody can do. You can't do anything with a person that is not ready. That's how the con artist came into my life. I wasn't paying attention. It doesn't matter how much attention you're paying to somebody or not paying somebody. What are you doing? What are you doing? Ask yourself, what am I doing? Do I sleep peacefully? I sleep like a bear because I live like a lioness. Yeah. Oh, come on, Jenny. Titties and hits for my book. But don't you but don't you think that us as a people have to start because because anytime Kanye has an episode or something like that, they expect me to just rip him apart. And I'm like, we have to have no, empathy. No, like, no, yeah. you mustn't do that. Yes. Don't 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 rip nobody apart. He's sick. And if you follow him, just like if you follow Trump, you just might be a little sick too, might want to check in. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that. If that boy takes those votes from Trump, if he actually goes through with that shit and takes take votes from Biden, Auntie Jenny just may have to find write a song. You might have to write a song. Yeah. I, I, oh, honey, I'll find him then. <laughs> if that go too far, I'll find him. <laughs> the last time I saw you, we were at a party and you were tucked away in the corner with fashion designer Jeremy Scott. And I really wanted to know what y'all were talking about because y'all were. I'm talking about nothing. We were uh, howling, laughing, and screaming. But no, I don't remember. Yeah. But it was 3 30 in the morning and Cardi B hadn't got there. I left. I said, fuck that. <laughs> but I tell this story. In, wait a minute. <laughs> I tell this story in my book and then I say, my that I got that I drank on the first night I was on the ship in Antarctica and then it got bumpy on the Drake passage and I said oh my god I hadn't been drunk since Cardi B's party <laughs> because my nephew reminded me oh auntie you were drunk I said <laughs> gotta be drunk to meet cardi b well listen everybody my team kept running up to me saying g easy's here tiger's here but then when you came they were like oh my god you're not gonna believe who's about to walk in i go who about to walk in now jennifer lewis i said where's she have for real and you know just anytime you see the people get a privilege to meet you you're such good energy like i don't know how you have it like that all the time but it's it should be bottled up and so you know how i have it you know how i have it i wanted it Mm. I wanted on my face what I left on other people's face. Mm. This big smile. I wanted to live. I never thought I'd run around. Quoting the Constitution. Mm. The pursuit of happiness. 
damn y'all. I ain't gonna lie to you, it feels great. Because, and I my shit stinks, come on now. I know who I am. But if you stay in a place the best you can, if you stay in a place of receiving love and giving it, no matter how you express it, if it's smelling a rose or if it's sitting in front of a baby and just staring at its eyes so you don't think about nothing stinky or bad or war, when you're looking in a baby's eyes, you can't think about nothing but love. Sunsets, moon rises. My, my scenario is not going to change. I know what makes me happy, nature. I say that in my book. I'm married to nature, and I have a fabulous marriage. Mm. That's just where I am right now. I'm loving life. Am I scared like everybody else? Yes, but I am unafraid. Bring it, bitch. <laughs> well, listen, you you know, you have this song, All Hands on Deck, Get Your Knees Off My Neck, Off Our Neck. And um, so, like, I had heard, oh, I had heard, I had heard the I had heard that you, what does it say? All hands on deck, get your knees, yeah, off our necks. And I know that you have said you see yourself as 75% activist, 25% actor. Explain that. Well, first of all, um, after I wrote the song, it went viral, all hands on deck, get your knee off my neck. I mean, what else could come out of my mouth after mm -hmm. I saw that asshole put his knee on that man's neck like that and just kill him in front of the world. And I designed this. Now tomorrow, well, when is it coming out? I don't know, just go there. Go to jenniferlewis.com. I just got a new website. I think it's so cute. You know, I don't care about all that bullshit. My, 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 my uh, generation, could we could care less. But anyway, we're selling these t-shirts and all the profits, Read my lips, people. All the proceeds. Y'all know damn well I don't need no money. Hey, titties and hips. <laughs> <laughs> All the proceeds are going to go to um, organizations, nonprofit organizations um, dealing with uh, injustices. Okay? So I want you to go to jenniferlewis.com and get some T-shirts for Christmas and shit because all those proceeds will go to those, um, those things. But... Yeah, I I am 25% show business. I'm, I am show business. I, you know. Yeah, you are I, show business. But my energy is now directed toward the revolution and what has to be done here. This is an amazing moment. Aren't, oh. you, aren't you proud of seeing all the activity and everybody out there just, I mean. Heaven. Heaven. I'm so proud of my babies. I'd be so proud of y'all. You know, I said something in an interview with Entertainment Tonight Canada. And I did say out loud, I said, I might get a little flack from this. But there's a huge part of me that wishes my generation had done more. Mm. We did our best, but we could have done more. I know I could have. And but I'm don't, don't, don't you think your generation did a lot? I mean, just. We did a lot. Now, you got to understand my generation. 
I was too young in the 60s, mm -hmm. and now I'm too old. It's freezing out there, but don't get caught out in the cold. It's time to get winter ready with Halls. Gentle soothing with Halls Soothers and clearing menthol action with Halls Mentholiptus will help you to get on and enjoy your day. Help is at hand this winter with Halls. In the 2020, not too old, you know. Yeah. Should have seen me last night on that red wine. I wasn't old then. <laughs> I want to know. I, you know I, damn well I didn't do nothing. Go ahead, baby. All right. Now, how do you feel about the athletes today? Because I know I've seen in the interview you were a little critical of the athletes going back to work, but now you see some of the basketball players using their. Child, every bitch in the world will take a knee now. <laughs> oh, oh, we going on our knee now. Everybody, no matter I can't breathe, can't nobody breathe. I saw with my own eyes, children, the ice melting in Antarctica. Mm. Are we clear? If we don't grow up and stop acting up, none of us will be able to breathe. Are we clear? Oh, that shit shoots for me. Also, I'm trying to find what your question was. What did you say? Well, I was uh, seeing how you felt about athletes today because oh, yeah. they're using we, their platforms to kind of bring more awareness. Yes, when we go back, everybody's going down <laughs> in the bleachers. Do you understand? When mm -hmm. we get back, the whole stadium goes down. That ain't, ain't no more bullshit now. Those athletes are the gladiators of our time. And you will lead the way. They will lead the way now. I think a lot of people understand now. They didn't understand before. And like I said on, with Don Lemon on CNN, we have a right to protest on one knee because our ancestors took two knees in the cotton fields. Don't y'all ever forget that shit. You get down on one knee when we go back. You get down one, on one knee when you out there in them streets. You take a knee. You take it in your soul. And when we come back, you will do it. We will go down in order to rise up. So in the book, The Mother of Black Hollywood, you talked about how you surrendered um, when you were speaking to the universe, to the higher power, and then came back and got blackish. We're now in the final season of blackish. And that's kind of um, bittersweet. Bitter because, I mean, people love Ruby. They love you. They love the show. But sweet because it's been such a successful journey and such a successful show. And the family that you all created on television has literally become our family. How do you feel about the show ending and, and the impact that you had in the show? Oh, wow. What a question. <laughs> well, Black is certainly was good to me. It was a show, it is a show that I'm extremely proud of. Everything from Juneteenth to police brutality. You know, I got to spend this, I should say climactic time in my life. This is, these are my golden years. These are not dark times to me. These are awakening times. That bitch Trump has awakened a sleeping giant. <laughs> yeah. People are asleep on their sofas. Every 
everybody in the world now is like, what the fuck? <laughs> somebody else somewhere sleeping and shit all that complacency yeah get up you go to your nine to five you come home you get high you watch tv you go to sleep you get up the next day you drive five fucking hours and it's a thick traffic you come back home you drink you smoke you punch well merry christmas bitch (laughs) time to get the fuck up lex luthor is finally in the White House. Mm. And Bruce Willis ain't here to save our asses. So wake the fuck up. Don't you think all of these activities that you just talked about, Trump, fucking Trump, the pandemic, that 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 we were warned about and, and he turned a blind eye to, don't you think that's all what, and the Black Lives Matter stuff with the George Floyd and Breonna Taylors, it has just created a sense of humanity now that we need to be able to fight through this shit, right? <laughs> people but not just here all over the world this kind of oppression is all over the world and oh my god watching the sea of people moving down the streets in all these countries it's like a oh, <laughs> i just get up and start going <laughs> i dance my ass off in my house i be dancing my ass off I mean, literally just dancing. And I ask myself, are you crazy, Jenny? <laughs> and then I say no and keep dancing. There'll be no music on. <laughs> I can't help myself. You know what, Jason, I joke. But I guess I'm just happy. You know, I was depressed for the first, you know, 35 years of my life. So I guess I just feel free now. I went, I took care of myself. And yeah, I guess if you want to say I won, yeah, I fucking won. I remember my therapist telling me, Jennifer, it's not winning or losing. No, bitch, I won. Mm. I won because I got a smile on my face. I won. So I say to the millennials, which, by the way, you have a lot of influence over millennials. Um, well, yeah. Y'all grew up with me. I'm, I'm like everybody's mama and auntie. That's for and sure. And yeah, they listen to me. And, and I love that they do because I have something to say. You know, I, I, I speak from my heart. People say, why do you do this? Two words. I care. I care. I, oh, and I've been saying this. I said this to my friend last night. Isn't it amazing that naive though I was, I lived 63 years at least believing I was free and righteously pursuing the American dream? Now, why wouldn't I want that for y'all? Here comes a fucking pandemic. Who? That shit. Rona's a bitch, ain't she? That bitch <laughs> tell your head. My nephew, who's a kinesiologist, he said, 
COVID-19 has one objective, mm. to enter the body and hunt. Mm. She's a nasty bitch. Y'all better take care of you. Only, the only weapon in this thing is to keep a healthy immune system. Yeah. That's one of the weapons. You've got to eat right. You've got to exercise. You've got to drink water. You've got to take vitamins or whatever the hell you've got to do. But you better keep yourself. That's why I said that the first when we first started. Self-care. That's your job. Your job is not to be concerned about who's wearing what or whose hair got did and whose didn't. And and isn't that like if, if you were to try to find a silver lining in the bullshit, the COVID-19 really did equalize everything. It, 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 you know, if you're passing by a homeless person on the street or you're looking at the president or you're looking at a, 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 a an actor or a, a person at the post office, it's something that's affect everybody. It was the one time, it was the one time that globally, globally, every human being was in the consciousness of contemplating their own death. Is this shit gonna get me? Yeah. That thought. Am I gonna die from it? I'll tell you in March, when this shit happened, I was on my way to seven countries. Just my hiatus from Blackish. I was going to Spain, Morocco, Portugal, Israel, um, Jordan, Turkey, and then I was going to sneak over to Uganda and sit with the silverbacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that story, that's another story that had us just dying. Oh, I mentioned that. Too. Oh, yeah, my gorilla over at the LA Zoo. <laughs> no, where you talked, no, where you talked about being over in Africa and um, the guy that had the spear, remember? The Maasai. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be in the book, too. The Maasai warrior that saved my life from a Cape buffalo. <laughs> I walked over to a big-ass buffalo in the middle of the Serengeti, and I said to her, I said, listen, bitch, I knew she was a female because of the shape of her horns. I, her horns. I said, listen, bitch, now I'm black, you black, and I got to get back to black. <laughs> well, if you don't mind, you can kill this goddamn Maasai warrior, but I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I got shit to do. <laughs> I got a show to do. So, so, so the star on Hollywood, what does that mean to you? Like, what is that? Uh, does that validate all of who we all know you are? Um, and more so all of the journey that you've been on to get to where you are? I'm going to tell you right now what that star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame means to me. <laughs> wow. What it did for me is it it humbled me into knowing that I, that there is no recipe for manifestation, mm. there's no recipe for getting exactly what you want in this life. I told you, I prayed all my life for those awards and now I got the big one without getting one of those. Mm -hmm. So what it says to me, wow. Mm. It's, I'm so excited because I'm in this, this sort of state of neutrality writing this second book. It's pouring out of me. And I heard you say this on Charlemagne the God. You said that you were concerned 
about hurting some people in your book. Mm-hmm. So was I. So was I. And um, I did call people. I said, do you want me to use your real name? Mm. And only one person said, I don't want you to. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. He regretted that dumb bastard. But <laughs> um, because I was going to insinuate that he could have possibly been gay. Mm-hmm. Y'all, who cares? Once again, who gives a fuck about that? But this star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, it just it just really, it, it confirms that there's no recipe in praying and wishing and hoping and manifesting. You just have to stand your ground and state what it is that you want and then go on and keep those palms open instead of like this. Just know that ain't nothing coming if this is happening. Mm. Mm. You got to be free so that the river, you see, there's a river of consciousness up there. What are you going to pull down today? What spice are you going to use in your pie? You, that's choice. That's what, that's what we have, choice. And that applies to you. And that applies to you personally too. Like if you, like you said, stand in the mirror and say, "I love you. I love myself." And if you can't do it, stand in that until you can, and then work through that. And eventually, you will find the the, the path to self love. Right. And some people they say, "Oh, Jennifer, ain't nobody got time to be looking in the mirror." You stood there for two hours and put on your makeup, didn't you? And didn't even see yourself. Thank you. Come no, on. No, thank you, because that was the gem that you gave us. Yeah, and and um, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm not giving you many sound bites today, but I'm right in the middle of, re, of of writing the book, and I'm so consumed with yeah the trash truck out there. You know, I'm used to a sound stage. <laughs> <laughs> Action! <laughs> yes, as I was saying. Listen, guys, come here, come close. I said all that to say this. Being well with your soul. If you don't have that, the bullshit's just gonna domino. It doesn't stop. Life's not gonna stop for you to get on some wheel that you would like to be on. Bitch, jump. Jump. Fight for your life. I don't know, I'm gonna share this because I have this, this like dream that because the person I was with last night was so filled with so many different conspiracy theories about what's going on with the 5G and the this and the the Illuminati and the this and the that and that, what is all going on? And I listened, but all I kept thinking inside of myself is, this is my story. This is my story. And if all that shit is going on, then so be it, bitch. But I'm here right now. And I'm gonna party to the Nazis get it. 
I'm not scared of whatever they got planned. I know what I got planned. I know that my, if given the opportunity, the last two words I'll say before I pass this plane will be thank you. I had a great time because I grew to learn how precious and important we truly are in the whole scheme of it all. The worst thing that has happened during this time, and I'm gonna begin the chapter, the whole, I'm talking about the middle path, the future. Yeah. It's gonna begin with what this woman said, and many of you heard it. She had a Confederate flag on her, wrapped there, and she pointed her finger and yelled. I'm gonna teach my grandchildren to hate you. I haven't turned on the news since. Hmm. I don't wanna know what she's made of. I don't wanna know what spice you use, bitch. I don't wanna know who you are. I don't wanna understand the other side. Fuck you. <laughs> there was another woman on the news who said something like that. And then uh, a couple weeks later, she got hit by a fire truck and got killed. Oh, well, that's nice. I'm so happy. <laughs> now, I do want to admit that I was driving it, but, you know, I hope <laughs> But listen, here's the thing. I stay informed. But don't swim in that shit, y'all. Don't stay in that Trump shit every day, all day. Don't be listening to Fox News knowledge. Don't do that to yourselves. That's not feeding your soul. That's not doing anything for you. You go and listen to yourself. I, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm gonna say this again. I'm gonna encourage, I wanna encourage everyone to journal. Write your story like Jason did, my little boo-boo. I heard you thanked me in your book. Thank you. I did, thank you. Very sweet, I'm honored. I mean that for my soul. Whenever I inspire and motivate anyone to do anything, you cannot imagine the gratitude. I am grateful because I know where I came from. I went from everything to nothing. I, but that's funny. From the, oh, Freudian, I, I who have nothing. <laughs> uh, y'all don't know that y'all too young anyway i just had a very a bipolar moment but it was lovely and i loved myself even while doing it in front of the public and why <laughs> like you jason i don't fucking care anyway, <laughs> what fucking story was i'm telling you're talking about um being grateful to be able to inspire people to tell their stories and to do the yeah, to do and here's that. another thing people say oh how do you do that jennifer how do you find what makes you happy do something for somebody else <laughs> and then look at how happy they are. Mm -hmm. Take the steps, the baby steps. Be nice. Tell the truth. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. I love how transparent you are, Jason. 
Thank you. Yeah, I love that. that that's everything. And, that's and telling your story, how much do you have to consider the people in it? Say that again. In telling your story, how much do you have to consider the people in it? For example, if you look at the August Alcina, him telling his story, it involved Jada Pinkett Smith. Like when you have to live your truth and, and say something for you, do you consider those other people involved in the story? Child, look, everybody has their own road. Mm -hmm. You tell what you tell. Your truth is your truth. If somebody was involved and you think you're going to hurt them, like I did, I called, say, you want me to use your name? Because I'm telling the truth over here. Mm -hmm. It happened. Um, yeah. See, in your, your book was, in your book was so raw that it inspired me just to your point, Damage, to tell my truth. And I did not think about everybody else. And the reason why I didn't was because I knew that if I didn't tell the story the way that I saw it and the way that I felt it and the way that I experienced it, one, I wasn't going to heal. And two, it wasn't going to have the impact that I wanted to have. You know, and I know that people have read the book and there's been fallout and, you know, but a lot of my family has, has said, hey, like, I never even knew you were going through that with a mom who was bipolar. I didn't even know you were molested. I didn't even know you were yeah, gay yeah. then. Like, so they're having their own reactions to how yeah, they. And you know what? You know, all that healing. It's healing to all parties. Yeah. Look, when I wrote a letter to my family about the past of my church molesting me. One of my sisters, whom I love, she said, Jenny, why did you write this letter to hurt us? I said, baby, I didn't write that letter to hurt you. You were hurt by the letter. Mm. And if there was nothing in the letter that was true, why are you hurt? Come on, y'all. That's real. Truth, you know. Don't try to hurt nobody, but you got to tell the truth. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to hurt somebody, or if you're trying to purge, like you were, Jason. And and if you have the time, call the person. Say you want me to use your name, and if you don't have the number, oops. Sorry. <laughs> the truth is the light. People, wake up. Wake up. The truth is a light. And I'm talking about in my second book, True North. I'm talking about the truth, the whole truth. Lincoln said, if the North Star is up there, how dare we not honor how beautiful and bright it is? And why wouldn't we want to be as beautiful and as bright? Live in your light, bitch. <laughs> Facts. I love Live it. Your life and and let me see your teeth. I promise you. Now, bitch, laugh. <laughs> I promise you, somebody today will hear me say, "Live in your truth, bitch." I don't know who. <laughs> I gotta go through my phone and see who's deserving of it, but they will hear that. Tell the truth. So listen, I will be one of the first few people to buy this next book. I know the value of reading a Jennifer Lewis book and also listening to the Audible. I hope everybody, if you haven't read the first book, go do that, especially if this is going to be a follow-up. And I will be at the star ceremony. I might be on the other side of the gate with a mask on, but I'll hold up a sign that oh, says no, it's Jason. you won't be on the other side, darling. But I want to be there I because want everybody I have ever loved that I have ever contact have ever, ever listen. 
They may not even give it to me after the big fool I'm going to act. <laughs> I'm going to have a gospel choir. <laughs> Shangela. Is Shangela hosting or is Shangela? Oh, yes, honey. Shangela's hosting. <laughs> oh, he just got nominated. His show on HBO just got nominated for an Emmy. Oh, cause send my congrats. Yeah, we're here. Isn't that the name of it? We are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so happy for him. But listen, I'm gonna have a marching band. That's <laughs> be the and it's gonna be on Jackie Washington Day. Oh it's yeah. Fifteen. So the gay boys are gonna go crazy. Oh no! Just the other day, I was wondering why my Facebook was flooded with Jackie Washington posts. And I'm like, I knew you was coming on the show, but like I saw one, then I saw another, then it was everywhere. <laughs> it trended. Yeah, I know. Everybody, it's on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, y'all, and watch the movie Jackie's Back. It's just a funny little ditty I starred in back in, I think it was 1994. Something. Anyway, yeah. it's a cult classic, and it's a real fun movie, so go watch that. Yeah, the gay community loves you to death. Oh, my I mean, God. Homage and worship. And I love them too. Well, they know that. I've been fighting yeah. for their ass all my life. Well, listen, I uh, it's a privilege to be able to interview you again. Um, I always supported anything you do. I think that your value beyond what you've contributed to film and television is that book that's a gem that helped me find my story and uh, the fact that I've shared it. So anybody that's ever been inspired by mine, it, it comes directly as a inspiration from you. So I um, and I commit to put me, you, and Miss Cardi in the same room together <laughs> because oh my God. She, she was so late to that party and you were there for, you were there partying, having a good time. And I, the only moment I wanted to see that night was you two connect. So I promise <laughs> you, I'm going to make that happen. Oh, you better. She's yeah. a sweetheart, bless her yeah. heart. How's she doing with that baby? Baby's good. Baby just turned two. Oh, that's the edible age. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, got, I think an eight-year-old running around here today. His children are so wonderful. Yeah. Well, listen, so are you. So we're here for you, and um, we'll support everything. And, um, yes. you know, uh, the other thing I will say going out is in my book, I talked about how you had surrendered, the th surrendered and got blackish. And I went on the balcony and said to the guy, okay, nigga, like, come on now. I need to go back. <laughs> he gave me, me while and out. That prayer really does. I mean, when you release it and you really do open yourself up to blessings, if they're for you, they do come. Yes. You have what you have to be the, the most important piece is to I will say this. Take it there and leave it there. When you thought of it, you had an emotional attachment to it if you really wanted it. Not only did you have an emotional attachment to it, you saw it. You saw yourself get that call. You saw it when you thought it. So it's there. Just go get it. And don't let nothing stop you. See, I was like this. That's why I got what I wanted. I'd look that way and go, oh, fuck you. <laughs> no, oh, that's nice, but you know what I'm saying? I hope y'all got what I just did. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Hey! Self-care. That's all. You say, what is that, Jennifer? 
I don't have your answers, but I have mine. I'm gonna take care of myself so I keep this smile on my face. That lets me know where I am. My joy lets me know where I am or if I should in fact get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you really surround yourself with it, it can't touch you. It's not even there for you to see it. Some shit will be happening over there and if it's all negative, you, you, you don't even see that. You're not looking for it. Mm -hmm. For that next thing that makes you happy. And that's why I have a chapter in my next book titled Happy on Your Way to Happy. Mm. I said that on Charlemagne. Don't think you're going to get somewhere. And then I'll be happy when I get there. No, bitch. Sorry. Because you've taken that same person to the aisle. Mm. Bikini to get some sun. Mm. And hopefully get laid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm telling you now, once I read this next book, I'm going to ask Julia to pencil me in that book tour because I'm going to have to break it down. Because I already know the emotional roller coaster you're going to take everybody on. And if people need it, right now is the time where I think people need inspiration. Read that first book to see where you are now and what you've been through. It's just an opportunity to do some self-examination because I said COVID is the time you never had to do the shit you wanted. So what are you talking about? Do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want to say, Jason, is this. If you didn't know who you were before this all happened, you're in a little trouble. I'm going to tell you how to get out of that trouble. There's some shit I know. There's some recipes I do know. You got to find the balance in what you know that is good in your life. You got to you got to balance now. This 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 time here on lockdown is a balancing act. My therapist told me right when it happened. Rachel. Yes. Yes. I love that you love her name. I said, she told me one thing that has gotten me through this quarantine. She said, Jennifer, if you stay in your adult, you'll get through this thing. If you collapse into your child where you feel helpless, hopeless, woe is me, start to garbage collect about what happened to my cousin, what happened to my mom, woe is me. Bitch, you get five minutes of that. I ain't gonna take it from you. We all got some shit. And if you need 15 minutes or 20, take it. But you get up and find some joy. It's right outside the door. It's a tree, it's grass, it's the sky, it's a bird. Come on, get up. Get up, balance that shit out. Write it out. Nobody can handle this shit by themselves. Life is too hard. Facts. I moved my family in here. I wasn't going through no fucking quarantine by myself. And I'm right. an alpha. Right. nobody around me, bitch. I got shit to do. I'm writing this book. Shut up. <laughs> right. But no, you you 
can find somebody to call. I'm going to release a, a song maybe tomorrow. And I'll give you the first verse. Call somebody and tell them you love them. Call somebody and tell them you love and adore. This ain't the time to be all the way sad. This ain't the time to be all the way mad. It's time to love harder than we've ever loved before. Y'all do that now. Thank you. We will. Thank you. And we appreciate you. And um, we'll see you at that ceremony. Yes. Oh, you got that shit right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. And, Congratulations. Uh, and again, if you haven't read the first book, it's a bestseller. Go get it. It's definitely worth reading. Thank you, Miss Lewis. Guys. What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading.